This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to the World in Sport, I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, New Zealand basketballer Isaac Fotu talks about his Tongan heritage and being a role model for young Pacifica athletes. And departing PNG Hunters rugby league coach Michael Maram reflects on six years in charge. But first, Tonga, Fiji and Samoa have all confirmed their squads for the Rugby World Cup in Japan, which kicks off later this month. Inspirational leader and number eight Nasi Manu has been named in the Ikaletahi side after a roller coaster 12 months in which he was diagnosed with testicular cancer, received treatment and returned to the field for his club side Benetton Treviso in Italy. The 31-year-old was also forced to withdraw from the Pacific Nations Cup in July because of a pectoral injury but says his health struggles have helped him put his rugby into perspective. I'm just uh, overwhelmed with excitement and just happiness, I guess. Uh, the 12 months have obviously been a, a testing time, but at the same time, um, it's put, I put a lot, a, lot of, a lot of things into perspective and what's really important for me. And Yeah, I'm just really excited to be back, uh, be back in, the, in the red uniform and hopefully be able to play. Has your experiences over the past 12 months on the setbacks, has it changed the way you approach rugby and how you play the game perhaps? Yeah, look, I did a, during my time of uh, treatment, you know, I did a lot of, uh, oh, I guess I was watching a lot of rugby and I guess uh, I, I did sort of um, analyse, you know, my, my, how, I, how I do play and, and, I, and I sort of thought of how I want to play moving forward. Um, but yeah, just look, the the excitement levels and the happiness for me is just a, is at an all-time high in terms of yeah, just appreciating every moment I get to be in a rugby a, rug, a rugby environment. And of course, you were there over in Samoa. You're probably maybe counting your lucky stars. You didn't have to play uh, at Apia Park in that, those conditions. But um, what are your sort of feelings being in this camp, seeing how the team has developed? Uh, um, you know, as you as you count down to Japan. Look, I kept a close eye while I left. Obviously, Samoa for me is a bit of a roller coaster for me, um, being so close to, to playing. But, um, you know, once again, I had to put things into perspective. On the plane ride back home, um, you know, made me think of, you know, what was important. And, yeah, to be back in this environment, um, just just really excited uh, to, be, to be part of the team. And I know there's still a lot more work um, to do before I before I'm available to play and yeah I guess um, the team the team have been have been preparing pretty 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 good from what I see how, how, how close are you uh, well I'm diff well I'm, I think my timeline is the England game so unfortunately I, won't, I definitely won't be playing against the All Blacks but 
yeah, I, I'm pu- I'm pushing for England. And obviously, that's a huge start to the World Cup. Uh, you know, like they, 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 they haven't exactly given you a free pass to kick off, have they? Yeah, look, after you have not playing, um, yeah, it's definitely a, a huge test to to be available for. And yeah, well, look. There's a lot of competition in the loose forward, um, loose forwards, and not many people know, like you know, a lot of our boys where they come from and and how how good they are. But I, I personally know how good they are, and yeah, I'm definitely gonna be doing my best to uh, get an opportunity. That's Tongan rugby player Nasi Manu, Crusaders prop Michael Ala Alatoa, and Queensland Reds halfback Scott Malolua are the two new caps in the Manu Samoa team after making their international debut against the New Zealand Heartland 15 last weekend. Head coach Steve Jackson and Samoan Prime Minister Tuileipa Salele Malialinga Oi say that Ala Alatoa is a player that's been on their radar for a while. You know, Michael's um, been pretty quiet, to be honest, coming into camp. It's his first time um, in our environment and, you know, first time back in his, his culture. And, look, you know, he's a quality footballer and that's the reason why we, we work so hard to try and get him and... Um, you know, he brings something you know, different to the to the other players that we've got in the team and the other props that we've got in the team. But yeah, look, I think we've got good five good props that are going to Rugby World Cup, as you would have seen today. Our scrum's been good, um, and and look, you know, everyone will have the same opportunity. But he comes from you know background being involved with the Crusaders. He knows what it's like to win, um, and the more that he's in the group, the more he'll get comfortable and. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we'll draw on a little bit of his um, intelligence around you know things that you know um, will do well for our team. For your information, uh, Mike's father played uh, for Almansa Moor in the first World Cup uh, uh, match when we entered the World Cup in 1991. So he's. Uh, he has that love for Almansamo. Coach, what was the process to get Michael in the team? Because there's always been talk, maybe he goes back to Australia or maybe he gets an All Blacks call up. So how did you convince him to declare for Almansamo? I think it was pretty easy in the end. I think he you know, um, he was willing and wanting to play for Almansamo for, for a long time. Um, you know, and again, it's just the process that you have to go through. And you know, he understood that he'd, he'd signed, um, you know, playing for the Crusaders. Um, but you know, he wanted to play for Manu Samoa, and I think in the end, um, again, it, it's just a, it's a win for the player. Um, obviously, for us, you know, it's, it's great as well. And you know, all along through the whole process, there was no doubt in his mind that where he wanted to be. And you know, there's been a whole lot of people that have been involved in the process, and we don't need to go into you know all the ins and outs of the things. But you know, I think everybody um, that worked around Michael to get him to play for Money Samoa all did their part, and you know, New Zealand Rugby Union were, were very open to discussions, and you know, we were very clear on the players that we were trying to talk to, and you know, they they let us know exactly where those players were, and you know, and, and again, at the end of the day, um, you know, we managed to to get him, um, which is fantastic. Um, you know, we had to go through the processes again with you know, the World Rugby and, and making sure that um, things were were sorted there as well. So it was a collective, you know, um, to, to get them into our team. And for uh, a player to be picked to play for the World Cup uh, in any team is an honour. That's the Samoa Rugby Union Chair, Prime Minister Tuileipa Salele Malialinga Oi. 
Leroy Atalifo was the unlucky man to miss out as Fiji trimmed their squad by one, but the tight head prop is one of 11 players included on a standby list in case of injury. Star centre Semir Randrandra played for the Fiji Vasi at the 2013 Rugby League World Cup, but will be playing in his first Rugby World Cup in Japan. Fortunate enough that uh, we have um, a lot of game this season. Uh, we're really working hard. Um, bonding and um, yeah, hopefully we'll, <coughs> we'll do better in this World Cup. You've had experience in Rugby League but to, to play in a Rugby World Cup, <coughs> uh, that must be a very exciting thing for you and your family? Um, it's a privilege, it's an honour uh, to be selected in the World Cup team for Fiji um, as for my family as well um, <coughs> for the country yeah, I'm really looking forward uh, in, the, in the first game um, where do you think this team can still improve? Where, where are you guys still working hard to get those get those extras? Um, we'll be really focused on our defence. Um, it's not uh, there yet, but um, yeah, uh, we have trust in the system, in our system, and uh, with the boys. And um, like I said, we'll be really pumped to play our first game. You're obviously based up uh, up north. Uh, a lot of your top players are up there as well. Um, d- does it take much time to gel in, in the Fijian team, or do you, do you see each other? Does it feel quite natural in camp? Um, it it, it feels uh, <coughs> quite natural in camp. You know, uh, as camp Fiji, uh, we're fortunate enough that uh, we sort of uh, know the boys, you know, how we play. <coughs> it's, not, um, <coughs> it's not that um, easy, but, uh, yeah, we... We managed um, to find to play along with them, with the, with the boys around us. And, yeah. and how do you feel about w- what this team can do in Japan? Now, you know, what are the expectations amongst your squad? Uh, was a high expectation for our squad. For it's not only for the boys, just for the country too. Uh, we know we can uh, do something different, uh, make Fiji proud. I think uh, this is a moment, uh, this World Cup. And of course, you've got uh, uh, the Australians first up, the Wallabies. Uh, do, you, do you know any of the boys on that team? I uh, know a couple of the Fijian boys there. Uh, it's going to be a tough game. Like I said, uh, we, 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 it's going to win when we play them. That's the Flying Fijians' centre, Simi Randrandra. <laughs> New Zealand basketballer Isaac Fotu wants to set an example for future generations of Pacific Island kids who harbour dreams of making a career in the hoops game. The 25-year-old Fotu was born in York to an English mother and Tongan father before his family moved to New Zealand when he was seven. The Universo Treviso Power Ford is part of the Tall Blacks squad competing at the World Cup in China this week and he told Matt Chatterton he feels like he's representing more than just one nation on the global stage. It's awesome, um, especially with my family, especially my dad's side. They're definitely always proud to, to see what I'm doing um, and also I, li- I like doing it to set a role model for for young Pacific kids, I think um, it shows that if you you put your energy, positive energy into something something positive, positive then something good can can happen. Um, I think that's important for the for our young youth growing up. But uh, I think it's yeah definitely representing more than one country. So it's uh, it's, a, it's a good feeling. Um. You sort of touched on it there that I guess, you know, sort of trying to inspire the next generation. You've got yourself and Shay here. I can't imagine there are too many other Pacific Islanders playing at the Basketball World Cup. I mean, yeah. obviously you've got Stephen Adams, um, but he's not here. And then I think Jabari Parker, I think his mum is yeah. um, Tongan as well. So do you see this as a bit of an opportunity to try and, you know, help grow that, you know, that growth of the game uh, in, the, in Pacific Island nations? Yeah, for sure. Um you probably know that basketball is growing hugely back home, um, and uh, I think a lot of 
young Pacific Island kids are starting to play basketball instead of rugby, so it's, that's good to see, and uh, hopefully this just adds to them wanting to play basketball, and uh, hopefully we'll have a, a new string of Pacific Island kids playing, growing up playing basketball and hopefully uh, getting to represent New Zealand at the, the next level. I've obviously forgotten Mecca. How could you forget Mecca? Yeah. Um, but um, you, you sort of touched on it there about rugby, and obviously your dad being a professional rugby player, did was there sort of a push for you to try rugby? Yeah, definitely. Um, that's what I grew, uh, grew up playing, and uh, I think that's what he wanted wanted me to play, or one of us kids to play. But uh, we're all basketballers now. But yeah, he definitely pushed me to play growing up, um, and I think it's good uh, playing multiple sports growing up. I think that's what added to to me being successful as well but uh, yeah obviously I think a, a lot of Pacific Island ki- dads fathers want, want their kids to play rugby but hopefully uh, that kind of changes now with uh, the success of Stephen Adams and other other players uh, at the basketball level. Uh, what was it that I guess attracted you to basketball over rugby like f- most Pacific Island kids you know they want to go up and they want to play rugby or rugby league or you know they want to get physical you know they love the physicality and it's not saying basketball isn't but what was it about basketball that was like yes this is for me? Um, <laughs> yeah I think I, I got a bit too tall to, st- to keep playing rugby um, but uh, no I just I remember ESPN used to play NBA games every Saturday sometimes and that was I used to love watching those games and then uh, I went to watch a Breakers game and I saw Mika Vakona playing and I was uh, that's what that's what drew me in I saw uh, Island Island boy playing basketball with his physical style and I said uh, hopefully I could play that as well and play the same way as him so uh, he was a, a reason that I started playing basketball as well um, and hopefully um, Shay and I can be a, a reason that other Pacific Island kids want to play basketball. That must be quite a surreal feeling in a way. You know, you grew up idolising Mick of Kona and now you're on the same team. Unfortunately, you couldn't be here, but you're on the same team as him. Yeah, it is surreal. It's uh, The amount of respect I have for him is, is unreal. Um, and every time I come into camp and play with him, I still uh, kind of pinch myself because obviously he was a guy I grew up watching uh, and idolising. But um, he's, he's still... T- Talks to me um, through this tour, giving me uh, advice, uh, especially on leadership. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing we miss with him is his leadership, him and Ruben. Um, but he's, he's always giving me advice and um, giving me confidence in myself to, uh, to step up and be a leader. What do you think it does for sort of young Pacific girls and boys growing up seeing uh, you know, Pacific Islanders representing their country or, or New Zealand or whatever, but on the world stage essentially front and f- you know, in front of everyone like that? It must be you know, quite cool for you. Yeah, no, definitely. I, th- I know it, it, fills the, it fills them with pride, uh, I think, um, seeing a Pacific Islander uh, representing at the highest level and... Um, I think they all say I'm, I'm their cousin or something, <laughs> somehow related to them. Uh, I think that's how it is when someone makes it uh, in the Pacific Island community. But it's it's yeah, it's awesome. Um, just uh, just being idolized by kids and um, yeah, just being looked up to to them because uh, hopefully you want them to to do to steer on a better better life uh, way and path in life. Um, uh, you know, there's obviously some. Bad, a bad side to the Pacific Island communities as well, so uh, hopefully putting the energy into something positive will, will help the, the community too. That's New Zealand Tongan basketballer Isaac Fontu speaking with Matt Chatterton. 
The Papua New Guinea Hunters rugby league team ended a miserable season on a winning note as they pipped the South slogan Magpies 25-24 in their final match of the Interest Super Cup season. The result was just their third win in 23 games, but ensured inaugural head coach Michael Maram would end his six-year reign in charge on a positive note, although he did not travel with the team to Brisbane. You know, we struggled the year before with we managed to keep a few balls, but then we lost some again this year. Uh, the other teams have you know, recruited well, and you know, just a bit, you know, team getting used to coming up to PNG and play up here, and they know what sort of uh, atmosphere they come up against. So, you know, they, you know, every team that plays us, you know, they work hard to make sure they put on their best performance. Here. Is there enough talent out there? Are there enough individuals? You know, the likes of Terry Wapi were discovered this year and and came through and. You know, made it all the way through to the Kumuls team that you, of course, coach as well. Uh, are there enough of those sorts of players that have, have been, you know, uncovered that gives you hope that you know the the team can improve next year and beyond? Yes, yeah, a few more young young kids we're looking at to come in. Uh, hopefully, they can come in position and do well, and you know, get them to uh, see how they they handle the pressure up here and you know, training and that sort of thing. So. And uh, Michael, with your six years with the team, uh, is there any sort of uh, Moment or you know game or something that stands out for you? Yes, probably uh, this is 2017. Yes, yeah. yeah, probably amongst you know one of the uh, yeah, big moments in the game. There, so you know our first game in 2014 against Redcliffe, very first game for us. Yeah, it was fun event. So and then even even though you weren't there on the weekend, um, you know Asay Boa, a player that's been with the team, you know for so long, he went away, he came back partway through this season. Uh, you know, it's been a pretty tough season, but for him to, you know, find a little bit of magic uh, with a couple of minutes to go to slot a field goal and ensure that the team ended their season on a winning note, uh, you know, he's been a pretty special player and, and obviously led the team to that title in 2017. So uh, nice for your, your reign to come to a, a, a close with uh, someone who's been so closely linked with you, uh, um, providing a, a, you know, a special moment. Yeah, and then the best season again this year, and, and I think last year, but been one of our senior players all throughout. And, you know, uh, he's regarded as one of the uh, good players, top players in the country, you know, in years to come. Yeah, yeah and, then, and then you look at somebody like Justin Olam, and, you know, he obviously was with you guys for a brief time and went over to Melbourne and played largely for Sunshine Coast a lot, but he's really this season started to break through. And do you, do, do you take pride watching sort of his performances? Is that uh, something that, you know, is yeah, special no, he, for you? He, he wasn't there. Uh, Within the club now, he's been making the uh, and I'll be a ten, uh, you know, for the past six, seven weeks now. So it's been good for us watching him, you know, getting close to finals. You know, big challenge for him now is playing finals football coming up in two weeks. So you know, for him to maintain his uh, form, you know, keep playing well down there. So you know, it's tough getting into that Melbourne Storm side, but you know, we believe he's got the uh, uh, talent to uh, take him uh, all the way uh, and end the season of this year. Yeah, because I suppose he is. Exactly what was dreamed about, wasn't it, when the Hunters team came to fruition, was you wanted local players to be given an opportunity at a high level and, if good enough, to be maybe picked up by an NRL club and, and you know, make a professional career of themselves. And that's it's taken a few years. He's had to work hard. It hasn't come to him overnight, but um, that's exactly what he's done. Yeah, that's right. You know, uh, and again, with him, just you know, full credit to him. He's just been hanging in there. He's just been, you know, patient enough, waiting, waiting until his opportunity, so... You know, uh, and the answer is just uh, the pathway is here. Now kids can look at, you know, Justin and see it's proud to be, uh, you know, in the side, you know, one day be, uh, you know, Justin Olam. That's the outgoing PNG Hunters rugby league coach Michael Maram.
And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. For more Pacific coverage, just head to our website rnzi.com.